comes way at night. Hello, cocktail lovers. Welcome to Paris Cocktail Talk, the show brought to you by the 52 Martinis Guide to Paris Cocktail Bars. I am Force Collins, and I'm here to talk to you about the trends and traditions of drinking in France. So, my regular listeners, or those of you who read my blog, check out my posts on my site, you will, or follow my Instagram, you will probably be aware of the Cocktails and Cheese project that Jennifer and I are working on. Um, Jennifer Greco, she's a cheese expert. She's a um, here in Paris, and we have been, for the past few years, working on pairing up different cocktails with cheeses. And, um, and it's been a really fun project. So, and she also was one on one of the earlier episodes on New Orleans. So I will maybe let her introduce herself now. If she wants to get a little more background. Jennifer, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, so I'm been in Paris for about 18 years and I'm a big cheese lover. I've had a project for about 14 years now to try to taste every cheese produced in France which started on a whim one day with the idea that, or the belief that there were about 400 or 500 cheeses being made in this country. Turns out there's about 1,500 cheeses. So I have my work cut out for me. I've currently had about 400. Um, So now I've been uh, doing some online cheese workshops, virtual workshops. Um, When things get back to normal, I will be back on the ground doing uh, in-person cheese and wine workshops and food tours here in Paris in different neighborhoods. And just for the listeners, I, well, obviously I'm very familiar with Jennifer's cheese knowledge (laughs) and cheese work because we work on this project together, but I just did her her, uh, deep dive into cheese workshop and it's really interesting. So I will put links to to that in the show notes if anybody's interested in taking a real deep dive and getting kind of geeky about cheese and learning a lot of really cool stuff. Or she also has a couple more on um, building cheese boards and pairings. And um, we're going to be doing a little something with cocktails as well. And we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But we just thought maybe this would be sort of a, a fun opportunity to talk about um, pairing cocktails with cheese and just mention a few things that we've learned and share some of our experiences and, you know, hopefully, um, introduce you to some new ideas about what you can do with your cheese and your cocktails and what you can do with them together. You know, most of my interviews are just that where I'm asking the other person. So I think in this case, it'll be a little bit more Jennifer and I both talking about our experience with this. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick off and start with, um, just basically kind of what, I found interesting or the inspiration was behind starting this project of the cocktail and cheese pairing. And so for me, I think it was really about, there are so many cheeses. I mean, I didn't know until I met Jennifer that there was some 1500 or so, (laughs) and I definitely haven't even tasted 400, but there's just such a range of flavors that it just can't be that red wine matches with all of them perfectly. Yeah. And I just, I like experimenting with other things with my cheese, with white wine, with cider, with beer, with spirits. And so naturally with cocktails being sort of my area of expertise, I wanted to to try that. And I also, I think, you know, I'm kind of still trying to put my finger on it and learn more about it. But I think that there's something really interesting about the way that alcohol and fat work together on a molecular level. Um, You see it in fat washing and cocktails. Um, That that is something worth mentioning as well. These, These two things really do um, interact together in a very specific way, not just a subjective flavor way, but on a molecular level. Um, so yeah, so I think I'll learn more about it. So Jennifer, what, what's been your sort of, you know, interest in this and and inspiration and thoughts on entry in it? Well, 
I mean, the term fat washing, I'd never, is that what it is? I, I yeah. never even heard of that. And as you read more about that and you think about cheese and the fat, different fat contents in it, playing against these cocktails, it's been really interesting. Um, over the years, I've been invited to do pairings with sake, which was super interesting. I had no idea that there was sparkling sake. And I was invited by a great cheese shop here in the 10th called Taka and Vermo. They had someone in from Japan who was who brought the sake over and then they came up with the cheese pairings. I've done honey and cheese workshops. Uh, so it's cheese is not just wine. It's really open to so many other flavors. So uh, I don't even remember what the original question was, but <laughs> it's like, really, really interesting and really surprising. I, that's one of the things when we do our tasting and I take notes, often what I expect to happen doesn't, it's the opposite. And so there's been some really exciting and really great surprises there. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that it's good for me to get out of my head sometimes yeah. because I think I have these um, ideas of, oh, that's going to work with this yes. and that's going to work with this. And, you know, it really is something that you discover with your, with your taste buds in your mouth and, yes. and also not just the taste buds, but, you know, with the texture in your mouth yeah. and, and all of that. So, so I think that it's really good to, um, learn that our ideas are what we think are our fixed ideas right. are not exactly right. always fixed. And Go it is on. different too, because with wine, it's just one thing where when you're making a cocktail, there's different elements in it. So that affects things as well, whether you're using bitters or fruit or it's not just having like a single malt scotch with cheese. It's yeah. you're mixing flavors. So um, that's why it's great because everyone can mix their drinks the way they mix them and experiment with the cheese. And when I talk about cheese pairing, I think that, it is very subjective and what one person likes, other people might not like, and that's fine. You know, you eat and drink what you love, but there's some great, great pairings with cocktails and cheese. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think after two and a half years, we definitely yeah. have some, and, you know, we've, I've highlighted a lot of them on my blog and mm. we're going to be doing some workshops around that. And, uh, and we're going to talk about a few of those specifically later in the episode. So yeah, I think for me, it's been really a lovely and very pleasant discovery to know that there's different, there's something more that we can do with both cheese and cocktails. Yes. Now I have, I, I know we've, we've talked a little bit about this. Have you been noticing um, cheese and cocktails appearing more in the press? Like, I have. I just saw them in some article on something Wisconsin, something I, I can't remember. Oh, but they're, was, yeah, Wisconsin <laughs> cheese. Exactly. Yeah. They're the unsung yes. heroes of the pairing yeah. world. And I thought, oh, that's very romantic. But I see it all the time now. And yes. is it, do you think it's like one of these things like, oh, I might get a, I might get a Fiat. And then you just start seeing them everywhere. You know, it's like you, you, oh, but you know, we think about it more. So we see it more. Or do you think it's happening more? And you know, and if so, why? Because I think it's happening more. Spoiler alert. It is. I think it is too, because when we started the project, because uh, Forrest would choose the cocktail and I would choose the cheese. So I would do a lot of background research because I'm not very well uh, schooled in cocktails. I mean, I still am pretty helpless in that department. <laughs> Luckily, I have her. Uh, so I did try to find articles or other things people had written, and they're Compared to two and a half, three years ago to now, 
exponentially more things been being written about cocktails and cheese. Together. That's an interesting point yeah. because I would hardly do any research on the cheese to go with the cocktail yeah. because luckily I have you. So yeah. I wasn't really from the beginning looking at what cheeses might go with something. I was just thinking about the cocktail right. and, you know, getting a little deep divey on what version we were going to make right. and maybe what um, spirits we were going to use. I mean, what brand. And so, um, so that's really interesting to know. Um, so I do agree with you though, because since we've been doing this, obviously people kind of send me little things and you find things or yes. I come across things. Um, and I, I don't for So I do wonder why that seems to be growing. And I guess the only guess that I have is just because cocktails are becoming more trendy and also people are, um, becoming maybe, you know, people continue to evolve as foodies, right? They continue to push the boundaries and try to find the, the best possible food experiences that they can. Um, and it's kind of followed on after this, not always, you know, red wine, you know, people moving right. to white wine, people moving to cider and right. beer. Um, so I guess that would be maybe why if some, if I had to hazard a guess, do you have any thoughts on why? Well, do you wonder if the last year, uh, people are stuck at home a lot more mm, yeah. and it's a way to kind of indulge in a way for sure uh, mix up a nice little batch of cocktails and have some nice cheese I don't know but I do I am seeing it more and more and I feel more people are more like cheesy people are exploring it than before I don't know about the cocktail world because mm -hmm. I don't really read that end of the, the you know online stuff but in the cheese world I do see more and more uh, cocktail and cheese pairing ideas. Yeah. yeah. Or spirits, just like plain yeah. spirits. And I, I think spirits are also very yeah. interesting. Um, I think it's different. It's a different animal when you're pairing that with yes. cheese, but, yeah. but I do think it's very interesting. Um, I want to talk a little bit about seasonality because we, um, do focus quite a lot on that yes. when we do our pairings, both on, you know, thinking about it in terms of cheese, but so I'll talk about how I kind of focus on it for cocktails and then ask you about cheese. But when I think about seasonality in cocktails, obviously, you know, I do try to think about what fruits are in season. So what yeah. juices will be in season or pomegranates in season or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or so there's that aspect of seasonality to, to me. There's also for cocktails just or I think food in general, there is also a flavor profile that's yes. sort of seasonal. Yeah. Like, you know, we want pumpkin spice in the fall and we want, you know also ginger or kind of spicy things or we went, you know how it Comforting, is. Comforting, warming. Yeah. yeah. So I think about that things with ginger or, or well, spice or things like that. Also, I just think about the style of the cocktail and just how that will fit in with the season, either with things that are happening that season, if it's sort of Christmas and, you know, mm -hmm. we're used to hot cocoa or hot drinks or festive drinks or in the summer, we want cooling drinks. Right. In the fall, we want something that's a little bit more brown. So for me, with cocktails, there's really sort of three different aspects of seasonality. Um, and I think that's specific to cocktails. And I don't know if there's, like, if you overthink it with cheese or it's just, you know, I, I do know some. But I'm going to mm -hmm. turn it over to you to talk about seasonality and cheese. Oh, there's definitely things to consider with uh, cheese and seasonality. And it, it's true, again, that kind of in the spring and summer, lighter things, that's goat cheese season. Goat cheese is lighter, it's fluffier, it's softer, it's cooler in a way than those rich, heavy alpine things like Comte or Gruyere. Um, so yeah, definitely in the winter, people in France anyway tend to eat those richer, creamier, Alpine style cheeses and seasonal cheeses that are coming from the Alps, things like Mont d'Or, Raclette, 
they're eating things like tartiflette with the reblochon, which is this amazing mm. dish of yeah. sautéed bacon and <laughs> potatoes and cheese and cream and kind of like the after skiing dishes that warm you up and get all of your strength and energy back. Whereas in the summer, you don't want that heavy, heavy food. So you're eating lighter things and you're drinking lighter cocktails, gin and tonics or spritz and things like that. So yeah, there is there is seasonality to cheese. And I think that is a perfect match for the seasonality of the cocktails. The lightness versus yeah. the heavy, richer flavors in the winter. Uh, I, and I agree. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to kind of, I know I, you touched on it a little bit and you and I have talked about it at length, but I want to maybe share with the listeners if there has been something surprising that you've learned with the project, like just kind of one interesting takeaway that, that you've had. Doing a lot of research, I just assumed, uh, for instance, there's a bunch of articles that gin and goat cheese are wonderful together. And that always, has not always been the case at all. I'm shaking my head. Yeah. So you can't it's hear me, really audience. It's yeah. interesting. I mean, you just go out there and type in gin and chev and you're just got a ton of people saying, oh, they're beautiful together. And I have not found that at all. Um, also... A couple that we've done, a couple cocktails we've tasted, do not go with cheese at all. <laughs> Don't yeah, even yeah, bother. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then a couple others were pretty much great with everything. They were just one of these super pair cocktails. They were, I mean, maybe one or two. I usually bring 12, yeah, 12 to 13, maybe 11, 12, 13 cheeses. So we do get a big range of flavors, textures, and different milks and, and uh, ages. But there were a couple that were really easy, and then a couple that were just not good with cheese at all. Just avoid. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, I that's I mean, yeah, I think that um, not everything plays well together. No. And that's really similar to, um, I guess, what I found surprising. And there was kind of two things I wanted to talk about here, and I think I got out of order in my mind. But um, what I found surprising is similar to you that I'm not really, when it comes to cocktails, it doesn't really work necessarily to pair the base spirit with your cheese. It doesn't right. work to think if it's a gin cocktail, it's going to go right. with X, Y, and Z kind of cheeses. Gin cocktails go with creamy cheeses, or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It really, for me, is more about the style of the cocktail. Yeah. So citrusy cocktails might, you know, kind of marry better with one kind of family of cheeses or bitter cocktails or things like that. So, yeah, so yeah, true. I was, I was kind of expecting more to play with base spirits, but it's more cocktail styles. I'm going to ask you an interesting takeaway, which is pretty similar to a surprise. So I don't know if I just like put that in, in a different order, but, um, I'll go first. Okay. You good. About it. <laughs> I feel like I'm putting you on the spot now. So, um, so my takeaway from this is I absolutely love doing this project. I love pairing up the cocktails and the, um, and the cheeses. And it's such an interesting, uh, opportunity to learn more about the cocktail for myself. You know, I just kind of like refresh on how I like to do my recipe and et cetera, but also really learn a lot about the cheese from Jennifer. But my biggest takeaway is that to really take what you learn from this and then actually work it into your real life, you need to think about how you're going to incorporate that cocktail and cheese pairing into your what you're doing, into your eating experience or your entertaining experience. So 
you're just not really going to sit around and say, oh, I'm going to drink this gin and tonic and, you know, this particular cheese just randomly all the time. So for me, it's been about also like my takeaway has been to learn how to build that into a meal. So to find a cocktail that it's a good digestive cocktail and serve that with the cheese that matches, that marries well with it. Um, because, or, or, you know, on the flip side, maybe find a cheese. There's not very many cheeses I like as aperitifs, but maybe sort of like a hard cheese or Parmesan, find it, you know, a light cocktail that pairs with that. Um, but find ways to actually build it into your meal and not just expect to just sit around and just drink a bunch of cocktails and eat a bunch of cheese, which could also be enjoyable. But I think that if you really want to work it into your, um, into how you eat or drink or entertain, you need to think about it in a bigger context. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I, for me, the takeaway, uh, has just been the surprising way that the flavor of a cocktail will change the cheese and vice versa. And I mean, just how drastic you can take a sip of something and love it. And then you take a bite of the cheese and all of a sudden it's just, it takes it to an incredible, an incredibly new delicious level or (laughs) the other direction. And you just want to get it out of your mouth as quickly as possible because it just does not work at all. So I just, and I've taken that as well to think about because I'm more used to to, um, pairing wine with cheese. So thinking about the base notes and the flavors and how they um, are with, uh, how they re- uh, relate to wine and therefore the cheese. So it's been a good learning experience for me because I don't know cocktails that well. Again, I just have learned a lot about that and it's taught me a lot about the cheese and what you should and should not have with it, if that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Because I've been doing those tastings yeah. with you and there have been some, yeah, there have been some pairings that, uh, you know, and honestly, I don't remember off the top of my head what some of these horrible pairings were, but. No, it's just, it's so interesting how the flavors react together. Absolutely. And more for the good. I'm not saying they're, you know, that the majority is bad. I'd say it's like 80, 20. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like that, it's that sort of holy grail of, of dining yes. experience, right? You yes. want, you want to put things together that come, that make it more than the sum of their parts. Yeah. So, and I think that that's something that we've really discovered with, um, with the project as well as, you know, that, uh, you can really elevate both and make it Absolutely. something better or different. Take it to a whole new level. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, something, uh, Something also that I that I guess I've learned and just kind of share with the audience because it makes it sound like it's all like super easy to pair this together. Like cheese is a living thing, right? Yes. Even like any particular cheese kind of changes from time to yes, time, changes from absolutely. So so this is all sort of a it, it, it's an interesting process, mm-hmm. but it's sort of a I don't want to say it's a moving target because there's things that sort of work, but yeah. you know things change. So it's not this isn't you know we're not buying. Um, Velveeta cheese, which always tastes yes. exactly the same, <laughs> and serving it with absolute vodka. You know, there right. will never be any variations. Right. So it's also learned, it's taught me to um, not to roll with things a little bit more, but, you know, to appreciate the variations yes. um, a little bit because it's, you know, things, things, these are living things. They're yes. not always the same. Yes, because certain cheeses as they age will be, will taste completely different. Yeah. Like a 12 month old Comte versus a three year old Comte could basically be two different cheeses. Yeah. So 
there's you have to think outside the box in a little bit in a little way so um it's been really fun oh yeah i think yeah. it's i think it's it's super interesting and it's just a yeah it's been it's always a good exercise now i want to ask you this doesn't have to do with the cocktail and cheese pairing but um do you ever recommend have or do you have recommendations for things that are non-alcoholic to pair with cheeses? Yeah, um, well, because just like wine is made with grapes, you can have non-alcoholic grape juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, sparkling non-alcoholic cider, apple or pear cider, because cider. Well, here in certain areas of France, in Normandy and Brittany, where it's really too cold to grow grapes. There's no wine production. But uh, Normandy is famous for its cheeses and its dairy. But the people there with their cheeses tend to drink hard cider. But you can get sparkling non-alcoholic cider. And the sparkling bubbles in drinks, uh, sparkling wines, ciders are really amazing with cheese because they help you know, cheese is quite fatty and rich and it kind of helps clean your palate and rinse it clean and get it ready for your next bite of cheese. So anything non-alcoholic that's sparkling or juices that aren't too sweet, like you don't want, unless you're dealing with blue cheese, blue cheese and sweet notes are fantastic together. So I would stick with uh, fruits like pear, apple, grapes. I've never tried things like pineapple juice, or even cherry juice would be interesting, or pomegranate yeah. juice. Yeah, I can see think that. more tart. Think acidity mm-hmm. as well. Those are important when it comes to cheese, for the most part. Well, as you know, I'm usually not drinking alcoholic, <laughs> non-alcoholic <laughs> drinks with my cheese, uh, but I like where you're going with all yeah. of that. So, um, all right. Well, um, so as I mentioned, listeners, we are actually embarking on trying out some online cheese and cocktail pairing workshops. So we're launching one that's going to be on the 14th of February, actually. So just uh, two weeks after this, I will put information about that in the show notes. You can also check out information about that. I'll probably put some up on 52 martinis and you can definitely check it out on Shay Lulu, which is Jennifer's site. So Jennifer, can you tell listeners where they can find you online, your Instagram handle and your Oh, and your yes. website. I will also put it in the show notes, but yeah. just if people want, don't want to refer back to the show notes. Uh, my blog is Shay Lulu. So Shay is C-H-E-Z and then L-O-U-L-O-U. My Instagram is uh, Shay Lulu France. Um, and then on Eventbrite is where I have my cheese workshops and where we will be putting the cocktail and cheese event that will take place on the 14th of February. So you so, will be able to find it all, all yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Um, you will be able to track us and stalk us. Yes. And do everything <laughs> you need. All right. Well, um, it looks like we're kind of getting to close to the end of our time. Okay. So um, is there anything you want to add before I move into the cocktail of the month uh, se- uh, segment? I don't think so. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, well, it's always fun. And it's always fun talking to you about cheese. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want to make the listeners jealous, but we're going to be doing some cocktail and cheese tasting right after this. Right. So, so this was good conversation to get us primed for um, doing some more taste tests for our February workshop. So yes. it promises to be a good one, I think. Um, so, you know, we normally do a cocktail of the month recipe. But this month, we're going to do a little cocktail and cheese pairing suggestion with a cocktail recipe. So the cocktail that we're doing is the Sazerac. Now, um, 
there are a few different ways you can do a Sazerac. There is there is a straight cognac, a straight rye, or a half and half. I'm going to give you the recipe for the half and half right now, but I'll put all three on my on my site. Um, a half and half Sazerac is five ml rich simple syrup. That's two parts of sugar to one part water. Just mix them up until it's dissolved. So. 5 ml, 3 healthy shakes of Peychaud bitters, 1 shake of Angostura bitters, 30 mils of um, cognac. Uh, I tend to use the Pierre Ferrand 1840 when I'm mixing these up, and then 30 mils or 1 ounce of Rittenhouse 100 rye. That's what I like in my Sazerac. Aluminum peel for garnish and absinthe for the wash. So you rinse or you spray an old-fashioned glass with absinthe, and then I like to chill it in the freezer after it's been rinsed. You combine the rest of everything else together and... Um, uh, in a mixing glass over ice, stir well, and then strain it into the glass without ice and express the lemon oils over the drink and you can toss the peel. Or I guess you can put it in if you want, but I toss the peel because it just gets in my way. And um, it's really convenient because the cheese that we like the best with that one um, is also pretty much my favorite cheese yeah. and it's the saint Marcelin, and they just play really nicely together. Now, I think it's a little bit more difficult to get that in the, in the U.S. So, so our listeners in France can try it with that. But um, but we also made some discoveries on if you're doing different ones that you know, what else you might want to work uh, other that might work for those of you in the U.S. So you do want to tell them what works with the half and half. So what kind of cheeses? I'm assuming that would be Comte. Yeah, that I brought and a sheet milk cheese, possibly. But I'm thinking it would be a Comte or Beaufort. Yes, I'm just looking at our, at yeah. our notes. Indeed. And then also, if you're going with the cognac version, it was um, runnier cheeses. Yes, so things so, like Brie, the yeah. Saint-Marcelin. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a good pairing, the Saint-Marcelin. Uh, it was and that was surprising, too. It wasn't what we expected, that's no. for sure. No. So, um, But, you know, I encourage you listeners to um, kind of run with this idea on your own. Like I said, it's yeah. a very subjective thing. It's a very fun exercise. And, um, and you might learn some surprising things. So don't feel too confined by rules. No. Get the cheeses you like. Make a cocktail you like. Yes. And then just work through them. I mean, I've learned from Jennifer, you know, you're going to work through the cheeses on the, the lightest um, yes. flavor to the, to the um, strongest. Yes. And, and make notes. And, you know, why generally kind of once I do, I, I put down my first impressions and then I take a little longer with it. Yeah. Jennifer, what do you have recommendations for them for... Um, if they're going to play around with it at home themselves. Yeah, definitely start with the lighter style cheeses. If you have a blue, save that one for last. Blues tend to be the strongest. So light cheeses like uh, goat cheeses are often quite light. Uh, or even triple creams, even though they're rich, they're flavor-wise not so complex. So, And then move to usually the harder cheeses. Uh, if you have something that's called a washed rind, those can be quite complex on your palate. The flavor can be mild, but they can have a lot of complexity. And then blues would be your last. And take, yeah, if you have a chance to take notes, it's really helpful. I mean, you won't remember it later. So if you don't have notes, you will not remember. And just because somebody else doesn't like a pairing doesn't mean it's bad. If you like it and you think it works well together, then that's a good pairing. Yep, absolutely. That's how I look at it. I think that goes for anything. Yes. You know, anything that you're eating or drinking, if you like it and you feel good doing it, then you should do it. Yeah. And with that, we are at time. So I'm going to wrap up for this month. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Forrest. 
And um, as always, thank you to you listeners for um, tuning in or downloading. Thank you to um, World Radio Paris for editing and production. Thank you to Sun Little for the music that we use. I will, with that, remind you all to drink responsibly and say until next time, cheers. Cheers.